Welcome back to the Get Outside with Kids podcast. This is Jen and Kate, and we're here today with another great guest. Jenny Nielsen is a Utah stay-at-home mum who enjoys sharing her passion for the outdoors with her children. You can usually find Jenny out backpacking in the summer and skiing in the winter. I reached out to Jenny after seeing her account, Wasatch Wild Child, and saw all these amazing mountain adventures that she was having with her kid. And I thought, we need that kind of energy on our show. So um, you can, we'll share some links in the show notes and we'll get Jenny to tell you a little bit about her account at the end. Um, but we were really inspired by the sorts of adventures she was going on and invited her to come along. So Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Just to get started, because I think for a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world, they're going to have this question and be like, Wasatch Wild Child is your Instagram handle. What is Wasatch? Where is that? And uh, why is it important to you? So the Wasatch is a mountain range that is in Utah that runs throughout Northern Utah. And we live in Salt Lake. And so we are in some of the best parts of the Wasatch. You mentioned before we got started today that uh, you live really close to it as well. So I'm guessing you spend a lot of time in these mountains exploring and hiking and skiing as well, maybe. We live like five minutes from certain trails and I would say like within a 30 mile driving distance, we have access to hundreds of different trails here in the Wasatch. Wow. So we're super spoiled. That is so awesome. Just that driving can alone be a big enough barrier to actually getting out and doing hikes with your kids, right? (laughs) Just the fact that you have to add on like a two hour drive to the trailhead. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, the sort of adventures you go on with your your youngest child. Um, And we see you and your kid all up and down mountains all over the place. Why is it important to you to spend time outside with your kid? Um, Spending time outside is something that I have naturally been drawn to. I actually haven't been raised outdoors. Outdoors is something I didn't get into until I was in my early 30s. And I just really connected with it. I had a passion for it. And being a stay-at-home mom, I mean, like, really, what else do I have to do? So, I mean, it's either that, like, go outside and enjoy myself or reclaim my house. So, I'm sure you can guess which one I choose to do. Yeah, I never choose to clean my house, not ever. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we love that. Now, um, your child, who's kind of the star of your Instagram, he's he's about five, I think, or uh, close to five-ish in age. And some of the hikes that you're doing on there, they appear to be quite big hikes. Like these aren't small little dinky trails. They're pretty, you know, medium to large size adventures. So I'd love to hear about how you got your five-year-old into some of these adventures and maybe some tips for somebody who's got a younger child starting to get them out hiking. How would you get them interested in these kinds of trips? So with my youngest child, he does do some extreme difficult trails. Um, I hear all the time on trails that like, wow, I'm surprised to see a child here. And they're just really surprised. Like for instance, like we did King's Peak this summer and I want to say he's the youngest child who's ever summited it by themselves. The, The youngest child I can find on record is eight years old. And so he did it by himself at five. And there was just a lot of hoops to jump through and planning and 
coordinating. It was, it was crazy, but, um, I started him off pretty slow. Like I used to child carry before he would walk. And once he got to the age where he actually could walk, I started really small and I'd make sure like he got time out of his carrier. And I just kind of started him off like a quarter mile at a time. So once he could do a quarter mile, we kind of bumped it up to half a mile. And I mean, it was painfully slow at times, but I would (laughs) make him, I don't want to say make him, but I, I would make him do that mileage. And then we just slowly progressed over the years. So it, it, it wasn't just like an overnight thing. It was just slowly building up mileage and vert and kids will really surprise you. Like the things that he can do and like the vert he can climb it, it never ceases to amaze me. I think that's so cool. And that's what I think it was seeing some of these things that made me want to reach out to you and be like, that idea that kids can do hard things and that it's not just that they can do it, but that it's really good for them is something like we we can wrap our kids in cotton wool in so many ways and we can like kind of like dumbing down the adventure for them. But seeing that kids can do this stuff is so inspiring. <laughs> so oh, inspiring. You. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, do you sort of see like, what does he think about? hiking? What is, what are his feelings around it? And how do you keep him motivated? <laughs> so with hiking, um, I wouldn't say he likes to hike. He thinks that he is like backpacking camping. And so he thinks we're going camping and he does like to climb mountains. And sometimes he'll actually request to climb like certain mountains here, but yeah, I wouldn't say he, lo- well, he does like love hiking. Yeah. It's funny that word, hey, we've talked about this before, that the word hike can scare our kids off. And uh, we spoke to Tyson and Shannon from Restless Crusade a few months back. Oh, yeah. And do you remember, Jen, they were saying about their kids yeah. that, that it's actually easier to go on multi-day hikes because the camping in the backcountry is such an incentive for them that like it's actually easier to motivate them to get to the tent place than it is to just go on a day hike. I thought that was yeah. He loves camping and part of me thinks it's, well, backpacking. Um, Part of me thinks it's because he doesn't have to sleep alone at night, you know? So that might be a part of it. How to motivate him. um, That's kind of where I feel like my ultra marathon short-lived heyday comes in. Like seeing how people like deal with like endurance issues, like fueling and pacing. I've actually like adopted a lot of those methods into hiking with him. So constantly feeding him sugar to keep him like sugar drunk and just flying high, you know, cause like you don't want them to bonk. Like once they bonk, it's so hard to pull them out of it. And I'm not one to shy away from what I call bribery. I mean, some call it rewards, but like with Kings Peak, it's like, you like Legos, you can go to the store and you can pick out any Lego set that you want (laughs) after you do this. And he is all about that. Um, I do bring certain toys. Like when he was first starting hiking, we'd have like bubble breaks or I'd bring him like a net to catch bugs with. And that helps keep him motivated throughout the hike. But I would say the number one thing for motivation, and this sometimes like makes my brain slide out of my ears is talking to them about something they're super interested. It's kind of like pacing an adult, like 
you know, they're like 60 miles in on a race and their motive, their will to live is dropping their souls, leaving their body. And you bring up something that really interests someone. I mean, even for me, like when we're doing a hard climb, I'm like, tell me a story, like distract me. And so it's kind of just like, I call it mental ninja. And so I mental ninja him. And we talk about Minecraft and Mario until I just don't. Like, oh, wow. I am. <laughs> that is commitment. That's commitment. It is. But I mean, it could keep him from forgetting that we're doing a really hard climb or that he is tired. So yeah, that has saved us many, many a times. But it's really painful. We talk a lot about telling stories on the trail. In one of our episodes, three tips, I think, on taking a toddler hiking, we talk a lot about telling stories, whether you're telling the story or your child is old enough to tell you the story. Like, definitely the mental mind game is half of it because, as we've said, like, sometimes your kids can be, you know, and I'm using air quotes here for our listeners, tired, and they can be tired 100 meters into the hike. At the same tire, they can be, you know, um, you know, several miles into the hike, right? Like, tired is yeah. very subjective and often they are just mentally bored or done with it. They're not actually physically tired yet, or they can still keep going. So stories is, um, stories is such a huge one with that. Now, one thing I'd love to touch on is I know you have, you have your younger child who's five, and then you have a couple of older children as well. And did they grow up with the same hiking experience or is it something kind of newer that you've branched into? No. So I, as I said, I didn't grow up outdoors at all, like not whatsoever. And I kind of got into hiking, like as a form of like self-therapy after my divorce from the older two's um, father. And he, he wasn't outdoorsy. He didn't like the outdoors at all. So we never spent time in the outdoors. So I did take them hiking, but they were a little older, like I think six and up. So I feel like the younger you start them, the easier it is. So I mean, we did get into hiking a little with them. My older daughter does do some backpacking with us and my son really enjoys skiing and he's crazy good at skiing. So I do spend time in the outdoors with them, just not as much. And the fact that they were going to school a lot of the times where my youngest and I were out hiking in the mountains and then we would be home later that evening. So that idea of sort of the adventures that can kind of cross big age gaps, you know, um, our kids, uh, my kids are close in age, but we have uh, nieces and nephews who are quite a bit older. And we recently went on a trip where I realized I hadn't thought about this kind of thing. You know, like how do you plan an event that a plan an outing that, you know, a high schooler and a little kid can both get excited about without the high schooler standing around and rolling their eyes at you that the kid is taking too long. (laughs) See, and it would be the other way around at my house. Okay. <laughs> like bless the older kids' hearts. They're, they're very into different things, which is like, I completely support that. But I feel like the five-year-old would be shaming the older kids. And like, when we do like backpacking <laughs> with the older kids, we do keep it smaller versus okay. I can do bigger trips with the five-year-old. Oh my gosh. So. That's, that's pretty interesting. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now on your Instagram page, it seems like you've got, or you found a really um, amazing group of other moms who are outdoors that you often get to go hiking with. So how did you find these other amazing women to have these adventures with for any like meetups you went to, or, or how did you get connected with them? So a few of my really good friends are local here. I actually um, was in a local Facebook hike, hiking group because I sometimes didn't want to go alone during the day. And so I would meet up with this group and I met a lot of 
a few of the girls there that I do a lot of my adventures with. And then a couple of people I've met through Instagram, which has been really nice. And my husband says that I found, I like sought out the crazies and, <laughs> and found them. <laughs> yeah. And I have like, they're insane. So, and I really appreciate that about them and what they're willing to do with their kids too. And my, some of my friends' kids, they can do some big things. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to have company as well. So important to have other mums. You know, like there are so many different ways to be a parent and, uh, you know, finding other mums who share your mindset on things so that you don't have that like awkwardness. You know, there are people that you make friends with when you have kids just because you both have kids the same age. And uh, I think we did an episode on this where it was like how to make mum friends and, I just, I don't know, naively assumed, oh, well, we've both got kids the same age, therefore we can be friends. I was like, well, obviously not, Kate. <laughs> There's a lot more <laughs> to it than that. Yeah. And, uh, but the kind of values about how you want to raise your kids and how much you want to interfere in their play or whatever it is or encourage them to do hard things, I think that's, that's really cool that you can connect with that. Also thinking about kind of the other side of that, though, um, we had a guest on recently who was talking about the importance of mums getting out and having adventures without their kids too. Is that something that you try to find time for? And how do you find the time for that when you uh, have probably a million things going on in your life as well? I do think that is very important. Like you need like kid-free adventures. And my husband and I, we are really good about basically taking turns so we can each do our like hobbies that fill our buckets. I like my husband will sometimes look at me and be like, are you okay? Do you, you should probably go outside. You know what I'm saying? Um, and every year me and my girlfriends, we like to do like a backpacking trip somewhere. So instead of going to say Cancun, which that's nice too, we go suffer with each other out in the wilderness. (laughs) Those are my type of people. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Jen, should we go? Should we plan some suffering next summer? I, I think we, we didn't we get should... to it this summer. We didn't do enough suffering. Yeah, we did like not that. suffer enough this summer. Yeah, I like <laughs> that idea. <laughs> well, and we've said, we've kind of said here too, like, people or, you know, women or other parents that you can hike with, like the relationships you form through hours slogging on a trail together. Like, I think it just, it enables you to have more raw, honest conversations because you got, you know, if you're spending eight hours a day on the trail together and then tenting all night, you know, you're not distracted by devices or putting on a movie and you kind of have to open up and share some of the things that might be happening in your life and your marriage and, you know, in your parenting kind of thing. And I think that really solidifies a relationship or a friendship so much quicker than a lot of other activities. I completely agree with that. When you're spending that much time out, like away from civilization and like even like suffering, you, whether you're building like a trauma bond from your adventure or, you know, just you are bonding and you are fast tracking that friendship for sure. So Jenny, on your Instagram account a little while ago, you shared a story of a a hike that you did where you it looks like you had to turn around eventually. Could you tell us a little bit about that? It looked like it was maybe snowing or there was some kind of crazy weather had blown in. Hopefully this is ringing some bells for you. Um, (laughs) But can you tell us about that idea of like making the decision to turn around and to turn back and uh, when you've had to do that maybe in the past, what kind of leads to that choice? I mean, I have turned around several. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was with me and my girlfriend. Uh, We went to climb a mountain, there was some severe weather rolling in. And so we called it at the sub peak, which 
I mean, it's hard to do. And I've called it with kids as well. When it becomes like you can like actually endanger yourself, I, I don't think that is worth it to that's me. A, that's a good, that's limit. A good point. Yeah. I like that limit. Yeah. And and I mean, I I'm I'm really careful and I pay a lot of attention to like weather, especially when we're doing peaks. Oh. I know what hike you're talking about. The one in the Uintas where it was like hailing on us. Okay. So that's a whole story. So we decided to go to this peak. I look on all the weather apps and this was my fault. Well, it was both me and my friend's fault. And we see that there's like 13% chance of rain, but the cloud covers like 80%. So we should have known right there. And it's like a hundred degrees here in the Valley, but it's cold up there. And so we just brought summer clothes. It was a three mile hike round trip. And you know how you kind of get into that space where you're like, oh, well, I usually do double digits. And so three miles, like that's nothing. Like I could just, no, we made it a half a mile before we DNF'd. And I mean, like we were <laughs> huddling under this tree. I had our, my, our rain jackets like spread out over the kids. They're screaming. We have the dogs, you know, and ugh, finally it lets up to a point, but it's like, we're sopping wet. (laughs) And so we, we couldn't go any further than that half, like a mile. We had to turn around and like descend and we get to the parking lot. Our kids are sopping wet. They're crying. And just this family pulls up and they're just kind of like, are you guys okay? Do you need us to call help? Here's some (laughs) towels. And we're like, we're fine. There's a heater in the car. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was dumb. It was help. really <laughs> dumb. It, it was a bunch of those, like, we were way too comfortable and we didn't respect three miles. Yeah. It's such a great tip here. I mean, we live in Vancouver, very close to mountains as well. And I think a lot of the search and rescue calls in the mountains are mountains that are very close to, you know, downtown and not necessarily on the biggest hikes, because when you go on that short hike, there is that weird place of like, oh, but it's like a short, easy hike. I don't need to bring all my survival gear. I don't need to bring extra layers because I'll be out and back in two, three hours. And that's always when things go wrong. When you're planning like an eight hour day, you're like, oh, I'll definitely bring extra supplies. I'll bring extra layers. You know, I'll double check everything because you're more preparing for that backcountry adventure. And it's always on those short hikes. We were like, we didn't even make it a hundred meters down the path until things went sideways. Yeah. And it's so funny because like that hike was an hour and a half drive from us. So it wasn't even like we just were like five minutes at the trailhead. Okay, let's bail. That that was disappointing. But I feel like Jen, you had a similar story to that when you went and did the 1.5, well, I guess it's 3.3 kilometer return trip to Lindemann Lake. Lindemann <laughs> With your Lake, kid yeah. and got rain, that kind of thing where you're just like, we, yeah, it's almost laughable how short it is. And yet you can get pretty cold and wet pretty quickly. You could get, but you could get very cold and very wet in such a short period of time, especially in the mountains when you're also not dressed for like rain slash sleet slash hail. Um, yeah. yeah. One of my worst hikes ever was like, was like that. And by the time we got back to the car, like hands were frozen, babies frozen in the carrier. <laughs> and I'm like, this is supposed to be like a short, quick jaunt into the mountains, not like a near hypothermic experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we just did 28 miles to King's Peak. Like this three mile round trip hike. It's nothing, you know, DNF, didn't DNF Kings, DNF Bald Mountain. That was, that was humbling. Kind of go 
goes with what Tyson and Shannon were saying about the day hike versus the overnight hike, right? That really surprised me. We haven't done um, a lot of overnight hikes. Uh, my husband has with my older kid, but I haven't been because we have another kid who, well, I think we'll probably get out next season maybe and start doing that with her. But it actually gave me a lot of relief that maybe it won't always be as hard as the short day hikes because they can be really hard <laughs> and like a lot to, you know, I, I love the idea from you as well of like just allowing them to try the hard things. And I think you had in one of your tips, don't be afraid of vertical. I'm like, I definitely have been. I've been very afraid of that. But, you know, sometimes you can let your kid go and maybe they collapse to the ground or maybe they run straight uphill, right? Yeah, they, they'll run straight uphill and then they'll <laughs> shame you and everything. <laughs> I, I've been shamed by a five-year-old, you know. <laughs> So the winter's coming up for us here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, Do your kids, do you like to get them out skiing as well? And any tips for getting a five-year-old out skiing too? We started, I think we got started what last season or season before with our two kids who are around the same age. Always looking for tips because it's hard. (laughs) So with the five-year-old, he is not a winter enthusiast and that that's just putting it very nicely. Um, I have to be really careful with my hikes. Like he'll do big hikes. Like there's a couple peaks that he will climb out here in the winter that are like safe and Abby friendly, but he'll only do it like when the trails really stomped down and he's wearing his micro spikes otherwise. And I have to start him late too, because he's super skinny. He gets super cold fast. So I mean, we do some hikes with him and like, he enjoys sledding. Like if he knows that we're bringing the sled along and we get a sled back down the trail, I mean, boyfriend's all about it. And he loves going yurting this year. I'm going to try to teach him how to ski and it's going to be like a dumpster fire. And I have invited my um, followers, you know, to follow along in this misadventure of mine. And I am in no way an expert. I have never taught a kid how to ski. My older kids learned how to ski. They they took ski lessons. I I'm not going to put him in ski lessons. I'm just going to, just going to go for it. You know, got my ski instructions. I binge watched enough like YouTube, um, how, how to teach a kid how to ski that I feel like I have my honorary YouTube ski instructor license, you know, <laughs> I love that. like ready. Honestly, I feel like the same thing with hiking and skiing, like I packed an absurd amount of food to go skiing, like even more than hiking, because again, with the cold and making sure that they're staying warm. And I'd probably say it's like 60 to 70% snacking and resting and like 10 to 20% ski time. And then 10 to 20% just hanging out, waiting in the lift time. Um, like me and Kate, we often go up together to our local mountain because we have passes there. And I'm like the amount of minutes skiing today versus the amount of minutes putting on boots and gloves and having a snack and taking the gondola. It's like, embarrassing. <laughs> but it's a fun outdoor adventure. At the end of the day, I'm like, yeah. we're outside, we are yeah. in the snow and we're practicing wearing skis maybe that's a win or like wearing (laughs) ski gear in general or ski boots even if they didn't clip in (laughs) low expectations is kind of what we're at I guess with our skiing right now so Jenny we always like to ask our guests about times when things have gone wrong you've shared some examples of that particularly if people follow on Instagram and when people don't read the captions I feel like this happens in our content too when they don't read the captions they don't see you know that there were actually real challenges in there that you overcome and they just thought another magical peak for 
Wasatch Wild Child or another, another beautiful day in the mountains. Maybe you can tell us um, an, a story or a couple of stories of some times when things have gone wrong with your kid. And if you learned anything from them, it's fine if you didn't. I've had plenty of mistakes with my kids. I've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel like I am constantly learning. I feel like that is my like life's lesson is just to learn hard lessons. I, I don't know. But um, I would say like the hardest thing that I ever learned, like adventuring with kids was when I first started backpacking with my child. And so back in that day, like we didn't have trail magics or any of that stuff to help. So we would only go like two miles in, but he was two and a half. So it would take like four and a half hours, you know, (laughs) and there were always like major meltdowns and not because they can't do it, but you know, they want to be carried. He was used to being carried. And so it took a while for us to go with the flow. But the biggest thing I learned from that was just like when they're having a tizzy fit, just like we stop on trail and I let him know that we'll continue when, you know, he's calmed down and I offer him a snack and a cuddle and we kind of go on. I usually plan really well and not to like toot my own horn. I have like wicked anxiety. And so I'm the type of person who over plans for things unless I get really too cocky. And then I go hike bald mountain in the rain for three miles. So, (laughs) but most of the time, like I, yeah, I've like overthought it. it. It's ridiculous. Like my friends make fun of me about it. Like when we take the kids out adventuring, I'm like, I've watched the YouTube video. I've read like 10 blog posts. And like, even though I haven't been places, I'm like, yeah, that landmark, I recognize it from this video. And they're just like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I, I know when everything's going to come up. I want to come hiking with you, Jenny and your kid. <laughs> I know. You should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, being prepared is always great. And as we're scrolling through your, you know, your Instagram channel, one of the posts I really love is is the message around um, someone's always watching. And you know, there's a lot of messaging around you shouldn't take kids anywhere. You should wait till they're older, right? Like they're not going to remember it anyways. And how much we just need to move away from that? Because how much BS is that about? And I love that you're kind of sharing that message on your page. And and tell me what really resonates about that for you. I, I ha- I'm the type of person I hate when people like tell me I can't do something. And I do feel like you need to be very aware of your limits and your child's limits and abilities, but I don't feel like anybody else should be telling you how you can adventure and like what kids can do. And I've had a lot of people like on trail, like kind of be rude to me sometimes. Like when they see me on certain hikes, they're like, this isn't child friendly. Why are you here? You need to turn around. It's like, you can't do this with, no, you can't do this with your kids, but you know, I I know my limits. I've done this trail before. Like we're fine. Like, don't worry about us. We'll be okay. And so I do feel like there's like a lot of like how to introduce your kids to hiking. Right. But one of the comments that I get, I I do get on trail that I like absolutely love is when my child is doing a harder trail and there's someone who isn't a parent yet and they see my child and they say, seeing you here makes me not afraid to have kids because they want kids, but they're afraid that kids are going to take away adventures for them. And, And you can do bigger adventures with kids. They are capable more 
more. It is a lot of hard work, but I want I want people to see that from my page. It's not just like here's how to start out, but like this is this is potentially what you could do, even though people would say you couldn't. That's so awesome. I love that. You know, it's kind of like a lot of the getting, I mean, kind of like we have get outside with kids is what we talk about all the time. And a lot of stuff is like 101, but I feel like you're up at the like 441 course where you're like, (laughs) we're going deep here. We're talking about getting up big mountains, multi-day, huge peaks. And, you know, I think that's amazing. So thank you for that inspiration. Oh, you're welcome. I feel very unrelatable a lot of times because I mean, I, I feel like adventuring with your children is such a personal thing and we should be adventuring to like what brings us joy and what makes us happy. And I've had a bunch of people like tell me like, yeah, that looks miserable. Like what you do with your kids. No, thanks. And you know what, for a lot of people there, it would be. And if that is not something that you would want to do with your kids, like I would definitely say, don't, don't do that. (laughs) I think that's important to point out is like, it's a lot of times we think about whether our kid is ready and there are some like physical limitations, but most of the time it's about whether you're ready as a parent to take on the challenges of that Mm -hmm. thing yourself and to deal with the consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like I chose this for us. Yeah. yeah, I should be able to deal with the, anything that happens from here on in. No. And I mean, doing, doing the things that he, he has done. I mean, there's a lot of time and planning behind Mm -hmm. that. And not everyone doesn't have a life like me. Like some people. I think it looks like you have an amazing life. Um, (laughs) so. (laughs) Um, So Jenny, just once again, if people want to follow along on Instagram, how do you spell that? Uh, If we've got people listening in, you can also find it in our show notes, but how do you find your handle on Instagram? How can they follow along? So Wasatch Wild Child, all one word and Wasatch is spelt W-A-S-A-T-C-H. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. It's been really fun to hear about your adventures with your kid. Um, your kid sounds awesome. I would love for our kids to hang out. Yeah. Right, Jen? Yeah. Cool? Yeah. If yeah, you're come, come to Utah. Yeah. I will give you a tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jenny, for being here today. If you've enjoyed our episode, make sure you hit subscribe to get the latest episodes of Get Outside with Kids each week, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love you to follow us over on Instagram at Get Outside with Kids. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback on who and what we can talk about next. So if you've got ideas for our next podcast, send us a DM and we look forward to hearing from you soon.